Ephesians chapter 5. If you have your Bible or your phone, your Bible is on your phone. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And we had a beautiful time last week and we spoke from Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 regarding the subject vision and family. And that was part 1. And today we are speaking about vision and family part 2. Vision and family part 2. Ephesians chapter 5. And we will be reading from verse 22 to verse 33. So to those who are listening online as well, it is Ephesians 5 from verse 22 to verse 33. And we are going to speak about this specific text where Paul speaks to husbands and wives. But I also said this is beneficial to those who are dating as well, to those who are single as well, to those who have perhaps gone through a difficult divorce as well. I am saying to you, this is for you. So do not feel like you are excluded from this message. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 22. I'm going to read from the ESV. The word of God declares, Wives, submit to your own husbands. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the what? The head of the wife. Even as Christ is the head of the church his body and he is his body and and is himself its savior verse 24 now as the church submits to christ so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands and then verse 25 4 says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or, or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Verse 31. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Sounds familiar, right? From last week. And the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound. And I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband 
God bless the reading of his word. So everyone can hear me, right? Even what the noise you can hear me. So don't worry about the people online. There's a mic so they can so they can hear the message clearly. Alright, so I said last week we spoke about vision and family part one. And we established God's vision for family. And we said God's purpose for the family is male and female male and female so today we are going to establish his vision for marriage his vision for the husband and the wife now when we look at vision here we said we established this the last two weeks and we said we are speaking about god's guidance from above for humanity god's guidance from above for humanity so we said remember we spoke the first week and we said where there is no vision the people perish and we established the fact that if people do not follow god's vision that is god god's guidance from above then we perish which is a beautiful thing because that tells us we will perish in every context of our lives even in terms of relationships whether we are dating whether we are engaged or whether we are married if we do not follow the vision from above the god-given vision then we will perish so we are looking in terms of vision from that perspective and we are saying that god's vision is guidance from above and it is guidance through his word so the family needs to be guided by god in the first place we establish and as we heard last week according to genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 that god himself is the creator of the family no one else created the family god created the family himself so in order for us to flourish in terms of relationships and the family we need to go to the manufacturer of the family and remember we made the example the last time and, and, and I spoke, I think it was with the faith series where I spoke and I said in terms of, of, of the manufacturer of God being the manufacturer and I made an example and I said if you have a BMW and you take it to every mechanic at the end of the day the car will give you a lot of problems but if the car is brand new God created us if the car is brand new it comes with a maintenance plan at the end of the day so the maintenance plan is that the manufacturer themselves may service the car but if the car is brand new and you want to take it to someone else you are going to end up with problems and it is the same principle that apply that god is the creator and he's the manufacturer of the family but if we are going to everyone else except to the constitution which is the bible we will end up with problems in the family So one of the biggest mistakes we could make with regards to this scripture that I just read is thinking because Paul wrote it as a single man. Yes, Paul was single. So, so, and he was sterk. Single school. But, but because Paul wrote this from a perspective of him being single the worst mistake we can make is saying if a pastor is not 
marry he cannot speak to me about marriage because this scripture was written through the inspiration of the holy spirit via a single man so that is one of the biggest ways we can rock ourselves publicly because if we have to approach the text like that then we can also say moses never lived in our day and age so there's nothing that he can tell me concerning the law so that is a very dangerous way to approach this scripture which brings me to the point if, if i was a perfect husband i would not be in need of god's vision because then i can easily say look bible aside I can make this work and a lot of people has thought that way and, and they said to themselves because they have the financial means and the material means and all of that I do not need the Constitution I do not need the manufacturer the one who created the family so I can do this on my own with my own logic with my own logic with my own psychological help and my own thinking my own philosophy I can make this happen and then we end up where we shouldn't in terms of the family so the word here therefore is not to remind you that you are awful as a spouse because many times in the church we have used it in that manner yeah he is easy He's useless. Many, many times we have used it in that manner. And many times we have lost men in the church. So, so this scripture was not written that it may attack the spouse. But it was written in terms of giving the God-given family to the spouse. The God-given vision to the spouse. So that is the importance of this scripture. Then secondly, like I said, Paul in the first place wasn't speaking as a married man. But whether he was married or not, this was vision from above. So in other words, if the person is single, if the preacher is single, and he helps you in terms of your family struggle, it doesn't matter if he's married or not. If the vision is from above, it's for your benefit. So that is important. So this notion, like I said, of the preacher cannot address me if he's not married in terms of relationship. It's a dangerous statement. But before Paul got into this specific text or this scripture, before he, before he got into the subject, he spoke something very profound. If you look at Ephesians 5, from verse, 17, from verse 15 to verse 17, I want you to go there. Ephesians 5, from verse 15 to verse 17, look at this. Listen to Paul. Paul says, look carefully, then how you... <laughs> very important. Look carefully, then how you... 
walk. In other words, look carefully how you live. Look carefully then how you walk. No, not as unwise, but as wise. Then he says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil then he says therefore do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is I love that part because what Paul is saying there understand what the vision of God is from above for your life so he says understand what the will of the Lord is then he says and do not get drunk with wine for that is the debauchery but be filled with the spirit okay that's a subject for another day so so in other words paul speaks here before getting into the subject of the husband and the wife in marriage paul speaks here and he gives a blueprint why he gets into the subject he says it is that we may not walk as unwise but as wise people because the time that we are living in the days are evil so in order for us to overcome that time in that season when the days are evil is for us to follow the will of god which is the vision from above for our lives so it is important before we get into the subject that we understand that that paul says whatever i'm saying to you next concerning marriage is the will of the lord And therefore, those who reject the God-given vision and refuse to put it into practice suffer defeat spiritually and physically. Trust me, before your body, before the physical, the flesh is defeated, the spirit will be defeated first. And then Paul goes into the subject in verse 22. And he starts from verse 22 to verse 24. And he says, wives do what? Wives submit. So in other words, he says, wives submit to your own husbands. Hey, Wives submit to your own husband. Now the word submission here in the Greek means hippotasso which means to be subjected obedient in other words to be respectful so paul is saying because maybe then we'll reject it god is saying the god-given vision here is wife may you become respectful to your own husband so the first instruction of the vision here is that the wife should respect her husband and then the word respect means because i think sometimes we forget what respect means and if we don't believe it perhaps we should go into our houses and the word respect means to have an attitude of consideration hey i love that Oh, an attitude of consideration and then secondly it also means to honor and have high regard 
to honor and have high regard for the husband so so therefore my question to you is and let's talk like this Let, let's have a conversation today so so my question is paul speaks to the wife first eh? and then he says the respect should be given to who to who in fact he didn't say husband he said to your own husband because there are women out here that respects every other man every other woman's husband except her whatever i say you you and, and therefore we are challenged in the church for years with things like the wife of the husband respects the pastor more than she respects her own husband and some pastors have no issue with that and that is demonic because as the preacher Shannon you're supposed to take care of your household and make sure your household is in order and therefore when God spoke to and Paul spoke to Timothy in the book of first in the letter of first Timothy he said that the preacher the bishop and we have all sorts of bishops who cannot take care of their own spouses and their houses hey, and I'm going to get into trouble for this one but I'm going to say it nevertheless but they take care of everyone's everyone else's house and therefore Paul says it is important that you first take care preacher of your own household before you take care of someone else's household so so there are preachers in the church that focuses on your household and it enables you to disrespect your husband and they respect the preacher more than they they respect their own husbands and that is demonic that is not the vision from above the vision from above is clear he says respect your submit to your own husband you see it is easy for you to submit to someone at work that is another man's an, a, another woman's husband so when you get to the workplace and the supervisor stands in front of you and he says this is what i want you to do you have no problem of doing that as quickly and when your husband asks you for a cup of coffee you do not even make it as quick for him as you make it for the supervisor at work uh let's talk about the basics i'm not going to be too deep today let's talk about the basics so so woman respect your own husband first and stop i'm so reminded what pastor lenby said he said some husbands has not been seeing that came fruit for years but when the pastor come in hey and ride through right with work does a man quad simple things like that let me tell you something the word respect we said means honor if you cannot honor your husband with basic things and you honor the preacher your husband will never come to church and this is for us who are still planning to get married as well if you want your spouse or your partner to serve Christ with you show him who the Christ is by honoring him first so so we honor everyone else except our own husbands so sick the baton said na 
especially maski na sa tiyan sa marriage asa sa sikda ba we can honor other people so quickly except our own si Paul makes it clear he gives the God given vision for the wife now in the era that we are living of mass independent so this is the most independent era that we are living in the, the the society who pushes the notion that a woman should always make sure she is independent from her husband because the day when he says something then she can flaunt her own money around in the house and say exubadiomi so that's the era that we are living in the most independent era and, and one of the biggest lies we've been sold is if you honor your husband you are the weaker vessel in the relationship so so what they did is they 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 sell this thing and then this is important because they are selling it to our children as well and they're going to grow up with these things they are selling this thing that if the woman in the house cannot be equal to the man in the house in terms of money all those things in terms of material if if that is not the case then the woman becomes the weaker vessel that's not biblical that is not biblical and i'm going to show you again imana credo lekon to say ah to send charge don't come not that so so it is critical that we have this right you 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 honor your husband if you can get that right honoring your own husband i'm telling you you won't have a problem sitting with the leader in your house so so our culture creates the notion that the woman is less valued than the husband and, and let me tell you there are some doctrines that go around it says the bible promotes that which there's no such thing but our culture develops develop that that notion that the woman is being valued less than the yes. the man but when paul speaks here and when paul speaks about being submissive he speaks about honoring your husband and then he also speak he also spoke about the fact that you should have consideration now that sounds mm, but let me tell you it's not as easy as it sounds i can ask the question how many times do you make a decision without your husband simple thing consideration In fact one of the most dangerous things 
in the marriage, and, and I believe I can speak about marriage. I'm married seven years now. <laughs> so I'm past the seven-year mark. So I can say these things. So, so one of the most dangerous things that you can do as the woman is not to have a consideration for your husband and to say we are equal so i'm going to make decisions on my own it's not that you are less it's just that you honor your spouse if you say i am considering the opinion of my husband you know what that does to him you acknowledge him as the leader in the household and once a man feels like that hey, <laughs> Once a man feels like that, there are things that he will do for you that, that you won't even feel that you worked in order for him to do that for you. So it is critical that you respect your husband. And the subject can, can stretch and I, I don't want to stay too long on it. But, but in terms of simple things like how you speak to your spouse, it's very important. One thing that I love about my wife is the fact that I've never heard her once speaking to me in a disrespectful manner in front of other people. Not once. We've been together in last year for 14 years not once has she done that you know what that communicates to me i honor you i have consideration for your leadership in our relationship then paul says for the husband is the he gives the reason why you should respect him for the husband is the head of the wife even as christ is the head of the church remember the church is also called the body of christ and therefore christ is the head of the body of the church so he says the husband is the head of the wife now this doesn't mean that you have the ultimate authority and you become a tyrant in your house and you rule with oppression and you are the head of the house it's either my way or the highway this doesn't mean that the word head here in Greek let me explain to you the word head in Greek here is the word kephile which means chief in other words in our translation it means the husband is the leader of the wife and in order for you to become the leader in your house Paul also gave the vision for the husband in the stakes so you don't rule as a tyrant I oppress and I rule and I have the ultimate authority while you do not earn your respect as the leader in the house And then Paul says, verse 24, 
listen to this this is very important now to the women you're gonna feel like this is very difficult because the word sub submit I know it grieves a lot of women in their spirit ah, submit sound so I am lower than this individual but listen to this this is where it is easy he says now is the church submits to Christ he gives you an example he gives you, in fact, he gives you your vision that you need to follow. As the church submits to who? To Christ. So also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. And now you are thinking, everything. Uh, <laughs> that's asking too much. And now the husband is thinking, ah, so whatever I say, that's the final rule. In the house and that's not what Paul is saying if you can hear what he's saying listen to to this part in verse 22 again he says why submit to your own husbands as to the Lord so I'm saying to you if you want to make submission the easiest thing that you could ever do it is to submit to your husband as to the Lord. In other words, the way you submit to Christ, and this is where it gets interesting, because in order for me to understand the submission, I need to have a relationship with the Christ. Because Paul says, as the wife submits unto the Lord. So if you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, it doesn't become difficult to submit to your husband because you will know that everything you do in everything he says in everything that you do in terms of honoring your husband you are doing it as unto the lord so if you condition yourself mentally and you tell yourself at the end of the day the, however i'm honoring my husband i am doing it in context of how i am serving god so even no, no matter how angry you are at that moment, to humble yourself means to do it as unto the Lord. So the first thing you should ask yourself, what is God instructing me to do in this situation? Should I disrespect or should I humble myself? As unto the Lord. Then he says, now he gets to the husbands in verse 25. He says, husbands, love your wives. First instruction. He says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And look what he did. He says, as Christ gave himself up for her, referring to the, to the church as the bride of Christ, that he might that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So it is very important. Just like I said now, in order for the family to have a God-given vision for their marriage, the first thing that you need to understand regarding this specific vision that's given, this guidance that is, that is given to us here, is that the first thing is Christ should be the foundation of your relationship. Yes, 
Because if Christ is not the foundation of your relationship, the wife will not know how to submit as unto the Lord, and the husband will not know how to love as Christ loved and gave himself for the church. So in other words, speaking about the husband, if I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and I serve him, spirit and in truth, my life is sold out for him. So, so, my realization is, Jesus Christ did what? He gave himself for me on the cross of Calvary. He sacrificed himself for me. Selfless. He, he gave himself. I was born, remember what we spoke about original sin a few weeks ago? I was born into sin. Jesus Christ came, he hung on the cross, and he gave himself for me. Not asking anything in return, except that I should give myself to him and have relationship with him. So, so it is important that for me as the husband, the only way I could know how to love my wife as Christ loved the church is when I know that I have a relationship with Christ and I know what that love is. So it first starts with me. So in order for me to do that effectively, I first need to have a relationship with God myself. So, so Paul says, Jesus gave himself for her. So therefore, if I understand how Jesus Christ gave himself for me as an individual, then I will understand how to give myself for my wife. Sacrificially. And therefore, people can stand in front of the altar and they can easily say, in, in sickness and in and then something happens in the relationship and someone is diagnosed with something and then they say, I didn't budget for this. Because you didn't mean what you said when you stood in front of the altar. Because it's a traditional thing now. But once you have the relationship with Christ, you know that because there was lashes on his back and he took it sacrificially, that I need to do for my spouse. So when my spouse is sick, I give myself for my spouse, no matter the condition. So as the man, you do not just walk out. But as the man, you stand your ground. And you say, like Christ gave himself for me, I am giving myself for her. It's a different story if, if she walks out. But I'm saying to you, give yourself to your spouse as Christ gave himself to you. Sacrificially. That is love. And then Paul says, he also did that with the washing of water with the what? With the word. So, so it is important to find yourself where? As the husband? In the word. And this is where we fail big time, or most of the time. Because we do not want to follow this constitution as husbands. We fail to wash our wives with the water of the word. You see, once, once you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, 
and you start understanding this, then you understand leadership in terms of your household. Then you will know how to lead your spouse. Like I said, not being one who oppresses and, and just quote every now and then, I am the head of the house. And then when your spouse asks you, what does that mean? You can't even interpret that publicly. So this is important. Husband, with the wife, with the word, wash with the word of God. And then in verse 27, so that he might, so that the husband may do what? He might present the church to himself, this is Jesus, to himself in splendor, in glory, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. You see, Jesus does that so that he may present the church holy unto himself. So in other words, he's saying to you, however you treat your wife, you will present her unto yourself. And therefore, if you become violent and you are into gender-based violence and you keep on hitting your wife, you are presenting that to yourself. But then there are men who know that I should wash her with the word, that I should take care of her, that I should make sure that I love her sacrificially. And then at the end of the day, I present her to who? Do you present her to another man? You present her to yourself. It's your spouse. But if you do not do that, your spouse will, will walk and present herself to another person. So it is your duty as the husband, it is your responsibility to do that so that you present her to yourself. And therefore, it is important that we, as men, when you see another beautiful woman in the mall, street, wherever you see, you don't admire and say, It is your responsibility to present her to yourself. So, so that man is doing what he is doing. So he's taking care of his spouse because he's presenting her to himself. And now you are walking around envying everywhere you are walking because you are too lazy to present your spouse to yourself. So if you take care of your own, so it is your responsibility to take care of your spouse and to present herself to yourself. If we, if we can only understand that, there will be less gender-based violence. And then Paul says, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. If we could only understand the God-given vision here, we would have less gender-based violence. 
Because if I love my spouse as I love myself, the first thing I say to myself, I would never want to get hurt by death. So why would I do it to my spouse? So I love her as I love myself. You see, that is selfless. But the selfish husband, he is the tyrant in home. He oppresses, he beats his wife. He makes sure that everything goes his way and not the spouse's way. He makes sure that the children see how mom is suffering in the house. And he makes sure that he's from one tavern or from one nightclub to the other. And the woman is oppressed. And sometimes the young lady is married to him. And now she says, what have I gotten myself into? Because now the man wants to be single. But he's still married. Oh, because he doesn't love her like he loves himself. So selfish. And Paul says the God-given vision from above is that we become selfless. Love your wife as you love yourself. And in our day and age, we love party even more than we love the... We love party more than we love ourselves. So, so, so in our day and age, it's different. It's becoming worse and worse and the, day are, the days are becoming more evil. And then Paul says, For no one ever hated his own flesh. No one. If you don't believe me, you take a husband who slept his wife three times. Let's take that person. No one has ever hated his own flesh. Now we say, okay, you have slept your wife three times. I'm going to call another man. You stand here. You stand still. And I'm going to ask this man to slap you three times. Do you think he's just going to allow it? It's not just going to allow it. Why? Because no one has ever hated his own flesh. He's protecting himself. And therefore it is important. The way that he protects himself is the way that he should protect his spouse. And Paul says, nourishes, but nourishes and cherishes it. Just as Christ does the church. Because we are members of his body. Therefore, now going back to Genesis, Paul says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. If you want to help yourself as a husband, a man shall do what? Leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh in fact someone once says once said in order for you to cleave you need to leave then that person said in a marriage book the problem is the husband do not want to leave but he wants to become one flesh so 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 that is the challenge and therefore, in our culture, we have a lot of 
what they call mama's boys and they do not want to leave so that they may cleave because as soon as you cleave it comes with responsibility so 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 i'm still used to mom doing everything for me i'm still used to mom doing the dishes I'm still used to mom picking up my socks and stuff. I'm still used to mom cleaning the yard if I didn't do it. I'm still used to mom doing all those things. And because I never get over it, I never take responsibility for my own life and my marriage. So Paul says, the vision was given in Genesis Chapter 2 already, Genesis 2.24, it was given already that a man should leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one. And then he says, this mystery, he calls it a mystery, he says, this mystery is what? Profound. And I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. In other words, Paul is saying the scripture that we read last week when we spoke about Adam seeing Eve and he said, this is what? Flesh of mine, flesh and bone of my bone. Listen to what Paul just said now. He says, the two shall become one. Nah? They shall become one flesh. But he also said, no man has ever hated his own flesh so in other words adam said this is flesh of my flesh bone of my bone so he says in other words realize concerning the mystery that adam and eve what happened there that the two were one this is god's plan his vision for christ and the church and when we understand that vision that christ is the husband of the church that he is the bride and the church is the groom then we will also understand god's plan and his vision at the end of the day that we ourselves me and my partner me and my spouse should also understand this mystery and the way the only way we can understand this plan this vision is when we build our house, our foundation on Christ. Amen. Then in the last verse, he says, However, let each one of you do what? Love his wife as himself. So, Here's a thought to take home with you, even if you are listening online. Especially to those who are not married yet. If you see that this individual does not have love for himself, and I'm not talking about material things and those things. I'm speaking in terms of emotional well-being and all of that. If you see he has no love for himself, the question is what makes you think that he will love you when you are married? Das ist immer ein classic Vorbild, man. Ich sehe noch nicht mal, weil ich weiß nicht. Aber ich werde auch sehr sein. Ich sehe noch nicht mal, weil ich weiß nicht. 
Marasne ye up and down many months. Now you are married and now you have to beg the man to take a shower. We need to go somewhere. Please love, you saw he was lazy to bath before you got married and now you are sitting with a lazy man in marriage. So, so, so it is important before we get married that we understand these principles, this vision. So Paul says, he says, let each one of you love his wife as himself. And then he ends by saying, regarding the subject, let the wife see that she respects her husband. Let the wife see that she honors her husband. Which, it's a beautiful thing. In the, mar in the, in the marital counseling book, um, Love and Respect, and it's at Kum. If, if you want to buy it, it's a very good book. You can read it. The writer says he calls this the crazy cycle. And he says, if the wife does not respect the husband, the husband will not love the wife. And if the husband does not love the wife, the wife will not respect the husband. So in other words, the vision is given. You do your part in order that your spouse may enjoy marriage with you. Whether you're the husband or the wife, it is important. Then I want to end by saying, Dr. Miles Monroe made a beautiful statement. And he said, do not invest more in your wedding than your marriage. Never forget that. Do not invest more in your wedding than your marriage. And that's the problem that we are dealing with today. Beautiful weddings, top of the range. But we can't even stick it out for six months. Then we are out. Let me go back to my ways. It's funny how we laugh at people Go to home affairs and sign a piece of paper. And then we have the biggest weddings. And 20 years later, the person who signed at home affairs knew what he was signing for. He signed up for marriage. And I had the biggest wedding, but I signed up for a wedding. I didn't sign up for marriage. So it is time for us to go back to the God-given vision. I'm telling you, the only way your marriage will succeed is through the God-given vision. And therefore, Hollywood teaches us a lot. doesn't matter how much money you have. You may not divorce in the first 15 years, but it might happen in the next 35 years. And you still fail to stick it out. So I'm saying to us today, Make Christ the foundation of your marriage. And even before you are married, make Christ the foundation of your relationship. Let him guide you. 